you're tuned in to Good Morning Aurora, the newest and coolest podcast ever. Hello out there. How are you all doing today? It is June 19th, 2020, and the time is now 8 o'clock a.m. Hope that you are all well-rested, beautiful, sipping on your coffee, drinking what you got to drink. You might be doing a little bit of the Treadwell this morning. Shout out to the whole staff over there at Treadwell, or you could be doing some Enduro. Shout out to Enduro and all that. Two brothers, where you at? Shout out, shout out. Uh, beautiful day outside today. You're tuning in to Good Morning Aurora, Aurora's first podcast for local news, culture, and information. Coming to you live every single morning, well, at least Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Uh, in the heart of downtown, beautiful downtown Aurora. Shout out to my boy Nick the Engineer behind the boards doing his thing. Gremlin Studios in the house, you know how we do. Hope that you guys are all doing well today. It is June and this entire episode will be dedicated to understanding and going over and detailing uh, the history of Juneteenth. We are going to get into our normal stuff of the day. We're going to do our local, we're going to do weather. We'll do the local news and what's happening uh, in Aurora coming up this weekend. We'll give our shout outs like we do. We'll make them quick at 8.30 a.m., we will be checking in with our brother from another mother, our great co-host, uh, Big Sal. That's at 8.30. And we'll talk about our Friday selves. As you guys know, on Monday, we added, or excuse me, we asked ourselves, what will our Friday selves be proud of? So we try to implement that in ourselves and in each other. Uh, and then on Fridays, we check back and see if we succeeded. Okay, so that's what's going on. At 8.30, we got Big Sal. So first things first, it is a uh, absolutely gorgeous and beautiful day outside. Uh, such a nice, sunshiny day. I have to tell you that there could be a little bit more of a breeze. That'd be nice if there was. But uh, since there doesn't appear that there wants to be, it is very nice outside. Right now, the temperature is a lovely 78 degrees. Uh, looks like it's going to be rather warm day today. Uh, the high today is going to be 89. Wow. And uh, tomorrow is supposed to be extremely warm and nice and beautiful as well. So it looks like we got a very pretty day and weekend ahead of us. There will be some thunderstorms, it seems, potentially on Saturday and Sunday. But that temp doesn't look like it's going to drop, so it's going to be 
very human indeed. All right. So uh, before we get into our Juneteenth special, we're going to be, well, let me give you a little bit of background of what that'll be looking like today. So we'll have a reading from PBS.com um, about Juneteenth. And the reason why we'll be doing PBS this morning is uh, PBS is, quite frankly, some of the best material, reading, history, and otherwise um, that you can get. They always have done a very good job. PBS, as we know, has been on the forefront of a lot of the presentation that's going on and has been going on uh, in American life. Um, PBS Kids also has always had very good uh, content and programming and things like that. And we're going to make sure that some of that information gets out there, out and about, so people can check that out, listen to it, and tune in. All right. So the time is now 8.04. And let's jump into what we got going on this weekend. As you guys know, we have... Amvets Post 103, Rib Night Part 2. They're doing it. It's going down. Um, they did a first Rib Night, which was very good. It raised a lot of funds for our veterans. Went off very well. This is going to be Part 2, and it's going to be on the 27th at the Amvets Post 103, which is at 1194 Jericho Road. Uh, so please go out there and support that if you can. Uh, the price is $15, and for that $15, you get a half rack of ribs, you get baked beans, you get coleslaw as well. Uh, now, it is pre-order only, so make sure that you do that, and you can order your meals by going to their Facebook page, uh, which is Sons of Ambets Post 103. Hit up the Facebook page, you make your order there, and uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Now, all the proceeds go to support local area veterans okay so please if you can this weekend come on out holler at them see what's going on and uh eat some barbecue i think that they'll also have the outdoor seating and dining available as well so please take part in that it's going to be a very 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 good and positive initiative all right so Without further ado, let us uh, also talk about the downtown Aurora activities that are going on as well. Now, Aurora downtown, or excuse me, downtown Aurora has a bunch of good stuff that's gonna be taking place this weekend. Most notably, of which I have to mention to you is going to be the Blues on the Fox, the virtual event. Okay, now that's gonna be a lot of fun. So, uh, I hope that you guys tuned in to the very last virtual event that there was, and it was also entitled Blues on the Fox. And this is going to be at the venue online. The venue is downtown Aurora on Broadway, but all this stuff is going to be online, all right? So today, the 19th, we have Toronzo Cannon at 8 p.m. And then tomorrow, the 20th, we have Billy Branch at 8 p.m. And um, yeah, tune into that. Going to be great. Uh, you know, I'm going to give one more shout out to the meals for the youth that's free. That's every Tuesday and Thursday until August 6th. So next week, please make sure that you take part in that. Links and more information to that can be found on the City of Aurora's Facebook page. And that's the meals, uh, the free meals post. Uh, and it's free meals for youth age 18 and under. All right. Um, so let's also dig in, sink our teeth into the COVID-19 numbers real quick. 
knock those out, get those out the way for you guys, and then we're going to move into talking about Juneteenth here. All right. Uh, as you guys know, we do the daily COVID-19 totals from CDC.gov. That's the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. As of this moment in the United States, there are 2,155,572 total cases of COVID-19 with 117,632 total deaths. Now, that is an increase of today's numbers in cases uh, of 22,000. 834 new cases and 754 new deaths. As we know, COVID-19 is disproportionately affecting African Americans and Latino Americans. Those are very sad totals indeed. Um, and please, people, you have to understand, please learn, please get it in your head that we are still in the mix, in the midst, excuse me, of a pandemic. We cannot be lax. Um, safety and public health is quite literally and figuratively on the table. So please be safe. Please wash your hands. Please practice social distancing. Do what you want. It's a free country and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, I got it. You know, sure thing. But, uh, you know, hey, I guess you could, uh, you could potentially do whatever you want to do. All right. So for many people... Uh, or rather, there's a lot of people who are unsure of what Juneteenth is. They've never heard of it. Um, most of the people who've never heard of it are from demographics other than African-American, but I digress. Um, for the people who've never heard of Juneteenth, quite frankly, in a nutshell, it is the day that slavery was ended. Now, there are many moving parts to that, and we're going to go over that. As I mentioned, we're going to uh, detail PBS and WTTW for our source material today. Um, and Henry Louis Gates Jr. is going to be our author as well, who will be shouting, shouting out, excuse me, um, also. Uh, so we'll start with Mr. Louis Gates Jr.'s bio and who he is and talk about him, and then we'll move into the... Uh, Juneteenth stuff, okay? But just uh, just to listen real quick about the very first Juneteenth. The people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and property, excuse me, personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. The freedmen are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere. General Orders Number 3, Headquarters District of Texas, Gavelston, June 19, 1865. All right, so a little bit of context for you right there. Uh, but who is Mr. Henry Louis Gates Jr.? He is the Alphonse Fletcher Jr. University professor and the director of the Hutchins Center for African and African American Research. Mr. Louis Gates Jr. is the uh, Alphonse Fletcher University professor, uh, Emmy award-winning filmmaker, literary scholar, journalist, critic, uh, excuse me, cultural critic, and institution builder. Professor Gates has authored or co-authored 21 books and created 15 documentary films, including Wonders of the African World, African-American Lives, Faces of America, 
black in Latin America, which was absolutely fantastic, by the way. Good Lord. I highly recommend the listener and interested party check out Black in Latin America and Finding Your Roots, his his groundbreaking genealogy series, now in its third season on PBS. And the Hutchins Center, excuse me for uh, lacking the complete clarity of context, the Hutchins Center, he is the director of the Hutchins Center for African American for African and African American Research at Harvard University. Lilila, missed it up. I'm just a little bit into my coffee, so please bear with your boy. All right. His six-part documentary series on PBS, which I love and own, The African Americans, Many Rivers to Cross, pubs, or came out in 2013, which he wrote, executive produced, and hosted, earned the Emmy Award for Outstanding Historical Program Long Form as well as the Peabody Award. Alfred DuPont Columbia University Award and the NAACP Image Award. Having written for such leading publications as The New Yorker, The New York Times, and Time, Professor Gates now serves as chairman of TheRoot.com, a daily online magazine he co-founded in 2008 while overseeing the Oxford African American Studies Center, the first comprehensive scholarly online resource in the field. He has also received grant funding to develop a Finding Your Roots curriculum to teach students science through genetics and genealogy. In 2012, the Henry Louis Gates Jr. Reader, a collection of his writings edited by Abby Wolf, was published. His next film is the four-hour documentary series, And Still I Rise, Black America Since MLK, airing on PBS on April 20, excuse me, in April 2016. A companion book, which he co-authored with Kevin M. Burke, was published by Eco Harper Collins in 2015. He is the recipient of 55 honorary degrees and numerous prizes. Professor Gates was a member of the first class awarded Genius Grants by the MacArthur Foundation in 1981. And in 1988, he became the first African-American scholar to be awarded the National Humanities Medal. Yes. We'll dig into more about him in a moment, but let's read a little bit from his works on Juneteenth. When Major General Gordon Granger issued that above order, the one that we read to you, executive order, he had no idea that in establishing the Union Army's authority over the people of Texas, he was also establishing the basis for a holiday, Juneteenth, quite simply June plus 19th. Today, the most popular annual celebration of emancipation from slavery in the United States. After all, by the time Granger assumed command of the Department of Texas, the Confederate capital in Richmond had fallen. The, quote, executive, end quote, to whom he referred, President Lincoln, was dead. And the 13th Amendment abolishing slaves was well on its way to ratification. But Granger wasn't just a few months late. The Emancipation Proclamation itself ending slavery in the Confederacy, at least on paper, had taken effect two and a half years before, and in the interim, close to 200,000 black men had enlisted in the fight. So, formalities aside, wasn't it all over, literally, but the shouting? It would be easy to think so in our world of immediate communication, but as Granger and the 1,800 blue coats under him soon found out, news traveled slowly in Texas. Whatever General Robert E. Lee had surrendered in Virginia, the Army of the Trans-Mississippi had held out until late May. And even with its formal surrender on June 2nd, a number of ex-rebels in the region took to bushwhacking and plunder. 
That's not all that plagued the extreme western edge of the former Confederate states. Since the capture of New Orleans in 1862, slave owners in Mississippi, Louisiana, and other points east had been migrating to Texas to escape the Union Army's reach. In a hurried reenactment of the original Middle Passage, more than 150,000 slaves had made the trek west, according to historian Leon Litwack in his book, Been in the Storm So Long, The Aftermath of Slavery. As one former slave, he quotes, recalled, quote, it looked like everybody in the world was going to Texas, end quote. When Texas fell and Granger dispatched his now infamous, excuse me, his now famous order number three, it wasn't exactly instant magic. For most of the Lone Star State's 250,000 slaves on plantations, masters had decided when and how to announce the news or wait for a government agent to arrive. And it was not uncommon for them to delay until after the harvest. Even in Galveston City, the ex-Confederate mayor flouted the army by forcing the freed people back to work. As historian Elizabeth Hayes Turner details in her comprehensive essay, Juneteenth, Emancipation and Memory in Lone Star Pasts, Memory and History in Texas. Those who acted on the news did so at their peril. As quoted in Litwack's book, former slave Susan Merritt recalled, quote, you could see lots of niggas hanging to trees in Sabine bottom right after freedom because they catch them swimming, cross the Sabine River, and shoot them, end quote. In the extreme case, according to Hayes Turner, a former slave named Katie Darling continued working for her mistress another six years. Quote, she whipped me after the war just like she did before. End quote. Hardly the recipe for celebration, excuse me, hardly the recipe for a celebration, which is what makes the story of Juneteenth all the more remarkable. Defying confusion and delay, terror and violence, the newly freed black men and women of Texas with the aid of, free, of the Freedmen's Bureau, itself delayed and from arriving until September 1865, now had a date to rally around. In one of the most inspiring grassroots efforts of the post-Civil War period, they transformed June 19th from a day of unheeded military orders into their own annual rite, Juneteenth, beginning one year later in 1866. Quote, the way it was explained to me, end quote, one heir to the tradition is quoted in Hayes Turner's essay, quote, the 19th of June wasn't the exact day the Negro was freed. But that's the day they told them that they was free. And my daddy told me that they whooped and hollered and bored holes and trees with augers and stopped it up with gunpowder and light, that it would be their blast for their celebration. Now, end quote. Now, if you couldn't decipher what I said through that narrative in parlance, what it said was that a early form of celebration was to dig holes or bore holes in trees, stuff it with gunpowder, light it up, and boom. That's the blast for your celebration. That's old school. You didn't even know that, did you? Ha, ha, ha. All right, time is now 8.18 a.m. Okay, now there were other available anniversaries for celebrating emancipation, to be sure, including the following. September 22nd, the day that Lincoln issued his preliminary Emancipation Proclamation Order in 1862. January 1st, 
the day it took effect in the year 1863. January 31st, the date the 13th Amendment passed Congress in 1865, officially abolishing the institution of slavery. December 6th, the day the 13th Amendment was ratified that year. April 3rd, the day Richmond, Virginia fell. April 9th, the day uh, Lee surrendered to Ulysses Grant at Appomattox, Virginia. April 16th, the day slavery was abolished in the nation's capital in 1862. May 1st, Decoration Day. As David Blight movingly recounts in Race and Reunion, the Civil War in American Memory, May 1st, Declaration Day, was the day the former slaves of Charleston, South Carolina, founded by giving the Union war dead a proper burial at the site of the fallen planter elite's race course. July 4th, America's first Independence Day, some, quote, four score and seven years, end quote, before President Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. Reading from pbs.org, African Americans with Henry Louis Gates Jr. What is Juneteenth? Each of the above anniversaries has its celebrants today. Each has also had its share of conflicts and confusion. July 4th is compelling, of course, but it is it was also problematic for many African Americans since the country's founders had given in on slavery and their descendants had expanded it through a series of failed quote compromises, end quote, at the nadir of which Frederick Douglass had made his own famous declaration to the people of Rochester, New York, on July 5th, 1852, quote, what to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer, a day that reveals to him, more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham, your boasted liberty, an unholy license, your national greatness, swelling vanity, end quote. Time is now 8.20 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora. We'll be back. The age of the ignorant rapper is done. Knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone. The stereotype must be that love and peace and knowledge is sore. Away with that and understand one fact. For love, peace must attack. And attack real strong, stronger than war, to conquer it and its lore. Mental sorry. pictures, stereotypes, and fake history reinforces mystery. And when mystery is reinforced, that only means that knowledge has been lost. When you know who you really are, peace and knowledge shines like a star. I've only shown you a simple fact. It takes a nation of millions to hold us people back. back good morning aurora aurora's first podcast for daily news local news culture art headlines and more coming to you live from downtown aurora every single monday through friday from 8 to 9 a.m reading today um on this holiday and celebration of juneteenth reading today from the african americans on pbs.org or rather um Excuse me, uh, What is Juneteenth by Henry Louis Gates. 
um, he has produced the African-Americans on PBS, which is absolutely wonderful. Big fan of that and always have been a big fan of Mr. Gates. Uh, so the time is now 8.26 a.m. We will be speaking with our co-host and brother Big Sal here coming up at 8.30. Um, a little bit more about Mr. Henry Louis Gates Jr. Uh, Mr. Gates Jr. was named to Times 25 Most Influential Americans in 1997, to Ebony's Power 150 list in 2009, and to Ebony's Power 100 list in 2010 and 2012. He earned his BA in English Language and Literature, summa cum laude, from Yale University in 1973, and his MA and PhD in English Literature from Clare College at the University of Cambridge in 1979. Professor Gates has directed the W.E.B. That is W.E.B. Du Bois Institute for African and African American Research, now the Hutchins Center, since arriving at Harvard in 1991 and during his first 15 years on campus. He chaired the Department of Afro-American Studies as it expanded into the Department of African and African-American Studies with a full-fledged doctoral program. He is also a member of the American Academy of Arts and Letters and serves on a wide array of boards, including the New York Public Library, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, the Aspen Institute. Look up the Aspen Institute if you have not. All black. If you're black and you're listening to this, look up the Aspen Institute. That's your homework. Um, Jazz at Lincoln Center, the Whitney Museum of American Art, Library of America, and the Brookings Institution. All right. The African Americans, Many Rivers to Cross, History, What is Juneteenth on PBS.org by Henry Louis Gates, Jr. <clears throat> Yet, even the original Emancipation Day had its drawbacks. Not only because it coincided with New Year's Day and the initiation dates of numerous other laws, but also because the underlying proclamation, while of enormous symbolic significance, didn't free all the slaves, only those in the Confederate states and areas liberated by Union troops, and not those in the border states in which slavery remained legal until the ratification of the 13th Amendment. In parentheses, historians estimate that about 500,000 slaves, out of a total of 3.9 million, liberated themselves by escaping to Union lines between 1863 and the end of the war, the rest remained in slavery. Because of its partial effects, the scholars argue that perhaps the most significant aspect of the Emancipation Proclamation was the authorization of black men to fight in the war, both because their service proved to be crucial to the North's war effort and because it, we, it, excuse me, it would be cited as irrefutable proof of the right of blacks to citizenship, which would be granted by the 14th Amendment. No one in the post-Civil War generation could endure, excuse me, no one in the post-Civil War generation could deny that something fundamental had changed as a result of Lincoln's war measure, but dwelling on it was a separate matter, David Blight explains. Among those in the, quote, it's time to move on camp were Episcopal priest and scholar Alexander Crummel, who, in a May 1885 address to the graduates of Storer College, said, quote, What I would fain have you guard against is not the memory of slavery, but the constant recollection of it as the commanding thought of a new people, end quote. On the other side was Douglas, who insisted on lighting a perpetual flame to, 
quote, the causes, the incidents, and the results of the late rebellion, end quote. After all, he liked to say, the legacy of black people in America could be, quote, traced like that of a wounded man through a crowd by the blood, end quote. Hard as Douglas tried to make emancipation matter every day, January 1st continued to be exalted and increasingly weighed down by the betrayal of Reconstruction. As detailed in Plessy v. Ferguson, the Supreme Court's gift to the 20th anniversary of emancipation was striking down the Civil Rights Act of 1875. W.E.B. Du Bois had used this to biting effect in his Swiftian short story, A Mild Suggestion of 1912, in which he had his black main character provide a final solution to Jim Crow America's obsession with racial purity. On the next day, January 1st, for historical reasons, it would, quote, probably be best, end quote, he explained. All blacks should either be invited to dine with whites and poisoned or gathered in large assemblies to be stabbed and shot, end quote. The next morning, there would be 10 million funerals, Dubois' protagonist predicted, and therefore, no Negro problem. The time is now 8.30 a.m. We're going to check in with our brother from another mother, co-host, Big Dog, Sal. Oh, nothing to it, my brother. Nothing to it. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm grateful to fight another day. Right. Very much so, man. Very much so. Uh, it's a nice, beautiful day outside. We're, today we're doing, uh, we're reading the history of Juneteenth. You know, I learned something doing this show. This show I might, might have to get longer, man. There's a lot of information sometimes to put out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yesterday was really good for Aurora. I had a lot of stuff going on, and we had a good interview yesterday, but it was very hard to get all of the uh, information out in such a short period of time, but we're working on that, yo. I know, I know, and it's, you know, it's a process, and it's, it's going nicely to see, and it's good for, you know, what we originally started talking about, you know, getting that, that momentum, you can't stop it. You know, love can't be stopped. It transcends, you know, with everything that's being celebrated today and what is, you know, what we have to talk about. Like, I mean, how many songs, like, you know, love is the answer. I mean, I mean somehow it's got to be injected. Right. Um, what do you know about Juneteenth? So, you know, what you kind of kind of look in, in the history, you kind of know that there was, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation, but then, you know, with that being, you know, understanding check and balances that certain areas after the Civil War were probably not necessarily, you know, freed to an extent of, you know, like, okay, you know, see ya. You know, it's just right. like, all right, well, right. thanks, but, you know, this is over. Um, so, I think that, you know, it's it's a day of like of that remembrance, it, you know, of of in Texas, you know, predominant, you know, pretty pretty area that was, you know, late to the party, if you will, on on understanding basic, you know, you you had to feel it in your gut if you were like existing in that time period that what was going on wasn't, you know, probably good, right? I mean, you'd have to have some inkling. Well, right? that's funny that you uh, mentioned that. Funny that you mentioned. That. I had a. I had a talk with a friend. We're not going to get in the weeds here. I just wanted to put a little flag. I had a talk with a friend yesterday who did not see it that way. 
He didn't, he, he didn't, he, he, uh, he, he, you know, he, he's of the mindset. You know what? I need to have this brother on. Shout out to Bob if he's listening. I know he's listening. Shout out to Bob. We're going to talk about that later. But yeah, it didn't, not for everybody. You know, like he was, he, he thought like what the, it was just purely out of hate. They knew what they were doing and were doing it strictly out of hate. No, here's the thing: we had a we had a conversation yesterday. So, if on yesterday's episode, I was talking about the, uh, statues in America coming down, um, Christopher Columbus, yeah. Thomas Jefferson, a couple others, slave owners, and all sort of kind of stuff. And uh, the conversation that we had, which was excellent, I wish we were recording it yesterday, but um, he was of the notion that you know. Everybody sins. Nobody's perfect in the eyes of God. Um, okay. And, you know, slavery is our original sin as a country. And, uh, you know, these men were flawed. They tried their very best to do this, that, and the other and build an America that would eventually be okay. equitable and just. But for some reason, they thought keeping Negroes in cages was cool. Who the fuck knows? You know, I don't know. But but we okay. went we went through the we went through I'm 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 massacring the the genius of the conversation we no, no. had but we went through those but permutations. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. And you know and I can I kind of think like if, if I had to see like a meaning to like if you ask me personally as being raised you know an Italian you know in an Italian household but also have you know not being 100 percent Italian and and you know having okay fine like an English last name or whatever the case is is like I think it it doesn't really necessarily matter what people think about it I think I think it's a time to just sit back like to, to sit back and listen like if you if I would be angry I'm angry at things that I've heard my you know ancestors immigrant ancestors who came here not knowing the language um you know other groups keeping you know Italians out or you know, calling them derogatory names and things along those lines. Like, that angers me, the stories I heard from older people. Like, so I could only imagine, you know, in other realms, right? right. You know, that, that I can't empathize with. So I kind of think just like, you know, everybody who's, you know, making an opinion, it's just a time to sit back and listen to them. Like, let the, pro- let the grieving process actually begin. Like, it can't just be swept. Like this is what happens when things get swept under the rug. I you feel know, I'm feeling that. No, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. You know, because it, it, it's like okay, you could have done something bigger, like you know, uh, you know, another time or whatever the case was. You know what I mean? Like you, you could. And it, but if they don't, then they don't. And it's like okay. Um, so that, that's what I would say. Like, it, it's not really, like, our opinions, like, a lot of times, like, people's opinions who don't, may not have, like, the, the most direct thing, like, you know, almost save it right now. Hmm. I'm feeling that. Like, let them hurt. Let them healing. That's the only way. Like, because if that's really your brother, if that's really your sister, black, white, Asian, doesn't matter. Like, if that's really that person where someone's mad and you know it and maybe you didn't get them mad but you were around the people you didn't stand up for them in certain aspects or blah 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 you know so let that you you can be friends again but let that person be mad like don't take the anger away too let it let them be mad let people be mad and whoever's mad 
and then, you know, then the healing can maybe begin. I, I like, yeah. Our, our, you know, otherwise our kids are going to be having the same conversation when they're our age. Well, hopefully they are, right? Well, yeah, but hopefully it's, hopefully it's in past tense. And oh. it's like, okay. where it's not, you know, like hopefully it's just that it's in past tense. That it's like, yes, and like look at the strides we've taken and that there's some sort of, of some sort of happy. Okay. All right. So, so hold on. All right. Check this out. He and I, my friend Bob, you would love you would love this guy. We're all ideologically in sync here, okay? Um, and besides that, uh, shout out to Bob. He is a strong business advocate, all around Aurora guy, um, successful business marketer and businessman. Uh, he will be on the show. I guarantee you that one of these days. I'm working on that shit. Um, here's the thing. I told him that nothing makes me happier than seeing Christopher Columbus's or, you know, Thomas Jefferson's statue crumble to dust. But after I said that, I realized something and I took back, I took that back. And here's the reason why. Um, so for those that say, oh, well, if you remove the statues, you're removing history and a nation that doesn't is doing repeat itself. I think that's bullshit. But yeah. if there is a benefit to having those statues stay and remain, if there is, it would be that 50 years from now, young white kids, young Puerto Ricans, and young black people could talk about the legacy. So if there was no statue of Christopher Columbus and there was no statue of Thomas Jefferson, given the rise of technology and how young people ain't reading books no more and hanging out at libraries nerding out like that, then I will say that there is a huge chance almost a probability that any of those discussions, contentions or tense as they may be, would never happen at all. And that, I do think, would be sad. I do. I do. I do. So, I like the, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm an old Navy guy. You know, I, I like confrontation. I like, you know... You know, when the when the water gets choppy, put me in, coach. You know, so sure. so I I do like what fosters discovery and what fosters uh, dialogue. So if they weren't there in fifty years, that would probably be, be probably be something that nobody would be talking about in any way, shape, or form. So that's it. You know what I'm saying? That's the only benefit I could see to them staying there. Right. Because it's like, you know, the time, that, that is the idea of like doing it, but it is like a symbolism of, I don't know, what it could be, or, or put something alongside of it, like put a progression of it, you know, like put like a progression statue of like that and then like something else to signify the unity of the people now, like if you can't get rid of it, then okay, add to it, like, you know, just add to it, um, wanna, yeah, maybe add to it. Yeah, let me, uh, I want to... I want to read a uh, brief, um, a brief paragraph here, real quick, and then we'll get back to yeah, our discussion. And I am, yeah, and I'm gonna be, uh, I'm, I'll be ready to turn back on. I'm gonna kiss these kiddos and uh, 
Yep. Oh, you got the, you got the family with you right now. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. They're 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 in the other ride. I'm, I'm we're doing our 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 doctor game. So um, I'll be back on shortly too. Well, I'm just looking, I'm just gonna read this and then we'll jump back into it. But uh, I'm glad you interjected with that because you know just to let you guys know, good morning, Aurora. We are parents. So keeping it real for all the parents out there. Holla. All right. Um, Juneteenth today. Responding to this new energy, in 1979, Texas became the first state to make Juneteenth an official holiday. Ironically, the bill was passed on June 7th, the anniversary of Homer Plessy's arrest on the East Louisiana line, as covered in Plessy v. Ferguson, who was Plessy. Leading the charge was Rep. Al Edwards of Houston, often referred to as, quote, the father of the Juneteenth holiday, end quote, who framed it as a, quote, source of strength, end quote, for young people, according to Hayes Turner. As a concession to lost cause devotees, Texas reaffirmed its commitment to observing January 19th as Confederate Heroes Day. I bet. Since then, 41 other states and the District of Columbia have recognized Juneteenth as a state holiday or holiday observance, including Rhode Island earlier this year. Quote, this is similar to what God instructed Joshua to do as he led the Israelites into the promised land, end quote, Al Edwards told Yahoo in 2007. Quote, a national celebration of Juneteenth, state by state, serves a similar purpose for us. Every year we must remind successive generations that this event triggered a series of events that one by one defines the challenges and responsibilities of successive generations. That's why we need this holiday, end quote. Yeah. So, Sal, you said you're part Italian? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's I, the uh, other part? Um, uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of a mixture. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> so, it's a bit of a, bit of a mixed situation. But, I mean, if I, I was raised, I'd say I was raised Italian. Um, you know, my family has an Italian restaurant downtown in Chicago. And, um, is that the one I see you uh, yeah, boosting I, up, Tufano's? Yeah. Shout yeah, out Tufano's, yeah, baby. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, Tufano's. <laughs> right. Right, man. That's down there. So, I know around that area. Yeah, around UIC. Mm -hmm. Taylor Street. Absolutely. Where you at? Right. Stand up. Taylor Street. That's right. That's yeah. Right. That's right. So, yeah. So, it's, um, you know, we have some family episode one day we gotta chop up the restaurant man we gotta we gotta do that we gotta do that brother that's right. a good good side of town over there um maybe we'll right. call that episode italy teenth i don't know right something who knows something. yeah um so what i mentioned um a little bit earlier so we're gonna check in with our friday so we have to remember to do that the time is now 8 45 a.m um i like the fact that Juneteenth and this holiday is getting so much steam and looking to become a federal paid holiday. Um, 
this is one of the cases, at least in Juneteenth, that I feel like it's one of those societal issues that you look at it and dare I say it makes you think like, Jesus, what the hell was America doing to just now get enlightened? You know what I'm saying? It's like a guy who stops beating his it's like a guy who stops beating his wife after she leaves. Like you know, like I, I uh I totally agree. So let's ask so here's a question I got for you then, and, and this is it this is not just uh specifically a a Juneteenth question or making Juneteenth a holiday to, you know, assuage the gap and racial divide. What do you think in regards to, you know, what's the best thing America could do that would be a concrete step that could benefit every single culture, you think? really 
for that when you're senior in high school to go to college. I didn't know what the hell any of them were. Oh, okay. Like, sure. Yeah, wait, I get to go to this school? Oh, like, I heard it's a fun party school. Like, I wasn't paying attention to the fact that now they got me for a hundred, you know, for thousands. Right. You know, and I can never get, you know, and then you have to, you can't, you can't, you know, get, you know, those loans as quick as you got to try to pay these things off. You can't do it, and that's where like, but these, this is this is that whole part where the systematic racism part of this is 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 a genuine piece on this whole thing that I just whatever shines light on this idea of disparity of, of the gap between like the wealthy and the poor is like you know keeps getting greater. It, it, it does. It's just gonna in any that you know this type of system like any. You know, any socialized communism type of, you know, idea, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And then what happens is, is like, you're seeing this, you know, from the basic, like, that's what it comes down to. Like, most basic form of biology, like, that's the truth. And so if we're not going to be able to get along because of, like, the one aspect of three-dimensional life of seeing each other, like, that's the dumbest shit ever. I'm and feeling that. Like, but... It, I mean, but it is it. It's there. It's real. We have to talk about it. It has to be done. And if, if, if I'm telling you, like, I mean, you know, like, you, I don't know. I, I, the, the, the healing of it, it's it just, it has to be, you know, it has to be a paradigm shift. And shoot, they paradigm shift us all the time. We, 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 it's just positioning it to the people in the right way. Look what they did. We went from never wearing masks to wearing masks. We went from no industry of, of, of testing and PPE equipment to a billion-dollar industry in a matter of months. Like, anything can be created. And, and, and I think it's almost as dumb as it sounds. It's like if you've ever seen the movie Master Inc., like, I think that they gave out a secret in that movie. Because it's like, okay, look what fear drives. Like, yep, there's some money. Yep, there's some stall. Yep, there's, here's 1200 But what did that movie show? When they started making the kids laugh, the freaking the power went through the roof. So, if you're creating this power from, like, this fear that everyone lives in, and think of what it can be if you paradigm this shift instead of just put on a mask and behavioral control, and yeah, okay, it helps, fine, like, good, but that's still a huge behavioral shift, and that's what we're asking for, and that's what people are protesting in the street for, they want a paradigm shift, they want this to be acknowledged, they want it to be rectified in some small way, and then to be able to move on, or a brand new form, and then you look at Make your hope, hope no one evil infiltrates any of these movements. Oh. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Uh, the time is now 8.50. You know, oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. And then it's just like, you know, the cardinal rule is always watch the money. Right? Watch, watch where the money's going, and then you'll know. Damn. You dropping bombs this morning, Sal. What you had? You had what you had? Two cups of coffee, dog. Damn. <laughs> Just going in, huh? Okay, go ahead. That's what's up. So, time is now 8.54 a.m. So, let's check in with our Friday selves, my man. Yeah, I mean, 
mean, uh, I think watching these weeks go, you know, kind of trying to do some things opposite-handed, I, I think it's um, the, the power of your mind to manipulate, you know, this, this three-dimensional world can be hacked in a sense. You know, we can see when we're, when we're the masses, why there's political science and why there's, you know, easy to sway the public one way or the other. You know, you can use CGI, you can use all types of things. So I think the ultimate goal of doing something small on a Monday is to hone that focus. Because for whatever reason, like, even if it's, like, you know, just in fiction or something, like, from the Matrix, that, like, we, we can be batteries, but we are these energy sources. Like, we're just these crazy balls of energy that, you know, have a little bit of God or, what, or, or whatever creative force is, because when we expire, we expire. It leaves us. And it's just this lifeless thing that becomes Earth again. So that gift, that chance to exist in this, like, spiritual, you know, this human space suit is, like, you know, what makes some of these issues dissipate. Because we're, we're operating at a higher plane. We're operating at five-dimensional five instead of three-dimensional. So we're incorporating, you know, this higher self and this God self to be like, okay, it's going to, when the more people that get there, it's going to burn off the people who want to stay low vibration. Not like in a death standpoint, but just in like, I think in overall life, because enough people want what you and I are saying that it's creating change. You know, it's creating literal movement, shaking of the earth. You know, there's earthquakes going all over the place. You know, and they're blowing up the tunnels down there, and then they're blowing up tunnels, or if it's just, you know, the, the earthquakes that are going, then then fine, but it's like, okay, it can be. Like, it can't. But some people have to be the stewards, and some people have to dig the dishes, and some people have to, you know, pave the roads, and when we all play our roles, we win championships. Word up. Word up. Was that your Friday self thing, or was that just... Yeah. Oh, it that's was. just, like, a part of it, because that's, that's how I have to adapt today, and how I'm going to catch this week of what we have going on next week. Um... You know, we, we have some great things going on with this next week. And oh, we do. The way life kind of twists and turns and Ooh. brings you to the place where you're, you're, you're supposed to be. And, you know, I'm, I'm eliminating fear. And, and I have a little bit of fear going, but I have more things to be afraid of, but I would have less fear about it. Sal, we got something. Next week is, is going to be a game changer. You know that. I know that. NTE behind the boards knows that. Next week is the week. Watch out. Good Morning Aurora is about to snap off. You don't even know. Y'all don't even know or understand how hard we're going to snap next week. Man, we are going. Next week is going to be a monumental week for Good Morning Aurora. Um, I, threw out a, uh, I threw out a Good Morning post on behalf of us and our staff to the whole world and all of our listeners. Um, time is now 8.57 a.m. I think my Friday self is proud when we checked in from Monday. Well, we'll look at it this way. We both remember where we were Monday and what prospects we had. They were all looking good, but we got the news that we got about Monday coming up. So my Friday self is happy and proud because I said that I wanted to, on Monday I said that I wanted to put the pieces together and keep moving upwards and keep positive upward mobility. And I think that we did that. I agree. Yep. We did that as a team. I absolutely agree. But look, man, you know, and it's, it's opening it up, man. We can do this. Right. Exactly. Um, 
I can hear the kids in the background about to beat you up and all that for being on the phone this long. So look, we're gonna uh, we're gonna end it here. On behalf of Good Morning Aurora, I would like to say thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to all of our subscribers. Thank you to everybody who's tuning in to us. We got a lot more to come. Uh, the voice of the people, for the people, and by the people, as you guys have heard us say. Uh, we got a lot more coming for you, and we are proud to be Aurora's first daily podcast, 8 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, local news, culture, art, all of it coming to you live. So on behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we wish you all a happy Juneteenth. We'll post the interview or we'll post the information about our Juneteenth uh, reading today on our Facebook page. Happy Juneteenth. Be blessed and have a safe weekend. We out.